back to the Dad and Rod podcast. This is Sean. And I'm Chris. Hey, how's it going? How are you? I'm doing well, well, well. You know, good, good. Yeah. I think we both had a crazy week. I think so. We went, yeah, you know, kind of recapping a little bit of last week. We had our kids go back to school or yours back to, to school, school for time. the first time. Yeah, so uh, my daughter's been uh, in daycare since she was pretty much you know six weeks old so she's been used to kind of a school environment but uh this is the first official week of kindergarten i have a kindergartner officially wow you sound old <laughs> yeah you're older than me pal <laughs> <laughs> so how'd it go how, how'd you take it uh it was good i think the biggest struggle was just her being in a brand new place like she's you know she's used to one place you know it's not like she's been home this whole time but she has been in one spot you know she only knows her daycare so far um, and we actually have a school that's downtown that has no bus service, unfortunately. So my wife and I are, um, you know, we have to kind of take her downtown each day, which is a bit of a change in our routine because usually my wife would be the one to take her to school uh, or to daycare. And it was only about five minutes from her house. And uh, my wife's work was only about five minutes from there. So it was pretty easy. But now I'm taking uh, my daughter's school through downtown halfway on the way to my work which is on the other side of town so say i spend a lot of time in the morning say welcome to my world i yeah. have kids uh every morning see yeah. my wife actually goes to work before i do it's oh. my task to get them ready get them dressed get them fed get them to school yeah uh i was on a short period of time i was gonna be very happy we were gonna move our, my daughter to another school which meant my wife would then takes take her right and then I would only be responsible for my son and getting him to school. Well, we got cold feet and decided not to move her. And, <laughs> well, it's still my responsibility. On the plus side, I still keep the garage. That yeah, there you no, go. No scraping ice, none of that in the winter. So, I mean, I got to look at the you know, glass half full thing here. Yeah, that's beautiful. That can be. Yeah, it was uh, not bad. It's going to be an adjustment, uh, and it's still going to be. But she was, uh, you know, she only went three days this week because they started on Wednesday. But each day got a little easier. But by the time Friday rolled around, she was a lot less clingy than she was that first two days. She let me leave. <laughs> this is a little much to get used to. Yeah, but um, it's uh, it's all good. It's all good from here. Getting used to. You know that uh, her school actually has like a bunch of apps that I had to download to like keep track of their homework and it's it's almost like a little the app is called blooms with a z b-o-o-m-z and it's almost like you get her laptop well it's not for it's for the parents (laughs) that's funny you say that because in fourth grade they all get ipads oh wow now i was thinking ipads but i wasn't gonna go that far into it i'm impressed she's not there yet but uh, in a few years she will be but the force is strong with that one (laughs) but uh yeah it's like a little uh school themed social network where like we get to interact directly with like the parents of the other kids and the teacher and the teacher gives like little recaps of what happened that day it's kind of cool i didn't expect that yeah no mine uh he he came home and we actually watched infinity war oh wow has he seen it yet did he see it in theaters no he didn't see infinity war or endgame so we kind of watched both of them so he was a he, he was mixed. It's so long for a it's know, first grader. It's super long, and it's got some adult themes that are probably a little hard to follow for, for a kid. Yeah, so he was uh, he was, he was pumped into, like, Spider-Man and, you know, those, those yeah, characters yeah, yeah. He, he really knew. But There's, there's enough of, there for a kid to be like, wow, this is awesome. 
but there's also yeah. like a lot of slow talky scenes too yeah so he was mixed it was just it was a lot yeah i haven't done the whole back-to-back viewing yet of infinity war plus endgame that's that's gotta feel like know, just a marathon i don't know if i would suggest it <laughs> It was a. I mean, just finding time to watch movies is one. Finding time to watch two movies like that, right? It's a whole nother feat. Yeah, it's like over five hours. Yeah, it was exhausting. <laughs> you know, when I was a kid, uh, that used to be my thing. And this sounds pretty lame, but my mom worked uh, nights and evenings, right? Or sometimes she wouldn't get home till about ten o'clock. Yeah. And uh, so I, you know, I'd walk home from school. I'd make my own dinner, do my own homework, throw on TV, and, and oh, do your own homework. No one did it for you. No, no one did it for me. It was all me. Uh, yeah, uh, and I, I would just like marathon stuff. I would like, well, I'm just gonna watch, you know. Uh, so you were binging stuff before binging became a thing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'll just sit down and watch the Back to the Future trilogy. That'll be a, a night well, well spent. It was your mom that started our uh, our thing back when we were young. Yeah, uh, we used to walk. Well, walk. We get a ride to the theater. Double watch features. Movie, walk to McDonald's. Right. Get lunch. Walk back to the theater. Watch another movie. <laughs> then pick up the grungy payphone and call for a ride home. Oh yeah, at a, at a theater that was just kind of gross if you think about it. I don't. Oh, it, yeah. I mean, definitely compared to how theaters are these days with the uh, leather reclining seats and everything. These were what, not great. What were the movies? Was it Batman Forever in Congo? That was a With double feature. That wow. I, that was probably our first one that we yeah, did that. Yeah, that's that's where it started. Then then we got started getting brazen. It didn't matter the rating of the movie. Oh yeah, that set the standard where you and I went and did it on our own a couple times. But then yeah, you're right. We got brave and we would buy a ticket to Flubber and then try to sneak into Scream Two. Yeah, was that the one well. that went bad? That's one the of one them that went, went bad. One of them went bad. I mean, we got into Howard Stern's private parts, but we didn't get into Scream 2. Yeah, I can't remember what we bought a ticket for to get into uh, Howard Stern's private parts, but we did, and we sat through the whole thing. You remember the old ladies? They were sitting there. There was only four of us in the theater. Two old ladies (laughs) and us two. How did we not get caught? Two idiot teenage boys and two old ladies watching the Howard Stern movie. Wow. (laughs) I remember the sheer panic I felt when we bought the Flubber tickets, and there was nobody else in the theater. It was em- pretty much empty. It's just us and, like, the ticket takers and the workers there. And uh, we went and got our popcorn and sodas and then just, you know, kind of lackadaisically started walking into the Scream 2 theater. And before we got in, like, a few feet in that theater, the guy came up behind us and tapped me on the shoulder. He was like, can I uh, see your tickets? <laughs> yeah, yeah, we were made pretty quickly. Oh, uh, Nowadays, just, they don't care. Honestly, I think no. if we did that, we walked in. It's so easy to buy the ticket, walk past that ticket counter where they, they tear your ticket. They never turn around. They don't know what movie you walked into. Oh, yeah. And honestly, I mean, back then, I felt like we were criminals. But uh, these days, like, I, you know, they just want their money from the concessions. They don't they don't care. They make nothing off the actual movie itself. <laughs> yeah. But we didn't know any better. I just remember how mortified we both felt sitting there watching Flubber, just looking at each other like, oh, my God. I don't want to watch this, this thing. This sucks. This is terrible. <laughs> <laughs> Which, you know, at the end of the day, you know, Robin Williams versus Scream 2. Scream 2 isn't exactly a classic, I would say. So, uh I guess hindsight's I guess we can look at it was Robin Williams, because I'm not going to say Flubber is a classic. <laughs> no, I guess not. You're right. I mean, now we have all our stuff actually online, so who needs to actually sneak into a theater when you can you know, wait a couple months and see it on your 4K TV that's 50 inches big? 
Yeah, and they're releasing them super quick too. You're right. It used to be like at least six months. That was like the least amount of time you'd have to wait oh, for yeah. a now video. It feels like it's still in the theater. Oh yeah. I mean, Endgame was still showing at like dollar theaters, I think. Yeah, because they were actually adding content to end to try to break the. Uh, oh, Avatar set. Avatar, thank yeah. you. The Avatar had, and eventually they did break it just because they just started adding a bunch of hokey stuff in and to try to get people to come back. Yeah, and what's crazy now is that they release stuff on digital even earlier than the Blu-ray release because they want. I think it's because they want those people that'll double dip. It's like they don't want to wait the extra two weeks to just have the disc. So it's like, oh man, it's available on digital. I'll just get it now and watch it over streaming. But I also want it to be sitting on my shelf. So they just went go and buy the Blu-ray too when it comes out. And they get that customer twice. Now see, I thought that was something that was kind of gone by the wayside. Like I don't have any DVDs anymore, Blu-rays for that matter. I have no discs. Well, speaking of which, I mean, Disney's going to be getting a lot of my money here in the near future anyway. Oh uh, yeah, with, I mean... Uh, uh, Disney Plus is something we wanted to talk about today. I know you, you've been looking into it as far as a lot of the news that's been released recently, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, it's kind of keeping top of it. And it's hard not to because it's everywhere. I mean, if you have any feed or any, like, nerd feed you follow on Facebook, it's, I mean, every 35 minutes something new is popping up. Yeah. On what's going to be uh, available on day one, what's going to be, you know, within the first year, and kind of like what kind of live content because we, we know a lot of the live content but I mean every now and then something stumbles out that you had no idea was going to happen or you just forgot about because so much is happening what kind of uh, before we kind of get into what's going to be available do you remember seeing what kind of price point they're going to be at I, I really I mean I really haven't I know for the most part it's like $70 for the year I think it's oh, okay. seven ninety nine a month if you wanted to do it monthly I think that sounds about right. Don't quote us. We're not reading directly from many news articles or anything, so take what we say with a grain of salt here. But uh, That's in general for the whole podcast. Yeah, for the whole the podcast. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, I think that sounds about right. I think it was about seven ninety nine for just the Disney Plus stuff. And then you can pay, uh, I think it was maybe like 13 or $15, and you get not only Disney Plus but ESPN and uh, uh, Hulu, like the cheap Hulu version, all packaged in together. Which is pretty, pretty it's crazy. Not a bad package. No, it's really pretty competitive with Netflix. I mean, Netflix. They say Netflix is going to be okay. They probably will be. Yeah, they probably will be. But I mean, they're going to see a hit, and they're going to see a hit hard. And what are they? What they're going to do? Are they going to? They can't raise their prices because more people will leave. Right. So somehow they got to you know balance out the loss and all that's with you know their original content they got to cut back on which they've already started doing i guess maybe in anticipation of this happening yeah but i think i i think you're right i think ultimately they will be okay because they're going to be battling uh they're going to be battling on multiple fronts here because not only is all the disney content going away but i mean stuff that they that people turn into like the office you know some people my wife is one who will just stream the office on repeat through netflix just over and over again just to have something on in the background, right? Background noise, yeah. But, um, I mean, NBC Universal, who owns The Office, they're going to be making their own streaming service in the next year or two, and that's that's going away. And The Office is just going to be available on this NBC Universal. There's not a lot of details about this NBC Universal app, but it's just known that these contracts are expiring with all the like these NBC sitcoms and these shows for these other services. So eventually they're going away. I think there's another year, year and a half left to where they'll be on Netflix, but uh, time's running out. 
Um, but you know, speaking of streaming services, let's get back to Disney Plus. That's the that's our goal here today because there's a ton to talk about with Disney Plus. So we went through the pricing structure a little bit as far as what we expect, and it seems pretty affordable uh, for what, especially considering what's going to be available on day one when you sign up with the service. So um, I know you were looking, and, and to you and me both, I think the thing that we really have our eyes set on is a lot of the uh, the Star Wars. Uh, Star Wars stuff that's going to be available on launch. What, what's some of the stuff that's going to be on there? I mean, right now on day one, I mean, I know I'm looking forward to this. I don't really don't, don't own any of them. But episode one through seven, I mean, right there just from Star Wars. I mean, they got that. They got the Rogue One Star Wars story. I'm actually kind of uh, itching to watch that one again. And yeah. the reason being is I just started listening to Thrawn. Uh, Thrawn Treason. Okay. Yeah, and it's it's funny because you, you hear it, and it's one of those things, if you didn't watch Rebels, like I'm so deep and I watched Rebels, it refers yeah, to uh, uh, Rogue One, because you keep on hearing them referring to the Death Star, but they're not calling it the Death Star, they're calling it Stardust. Oh, that's weird. They repeatedly call it Stardust. You have Krennic in it, you have uh, Tarkin in it. I mean, I haven't gotten to the point where Vader is involved yet, you have the Emperor you see the favoritism play because the Emperor loves Thrawn and he wants to put his money towards the, the TIE Defender program. So the more I'm listening to this but I'm only about two hours into like a 14-hour book. Wow. And the so more it's, a, it's a prequel to Rogue One? Okay. You know, it's happening during the timeline of Rebels because they're referring to when they captured Hera. Oh. So he's leaving. This is all happening while they have Hera captured and he's leaving where they've got it. He's taking his Star Destroyer to meet up with Krennic and to meet up with Tarkin and have a hollow projector of actual uh, of the Emperor. Oh so, my god. Yeah, so the timeline and, and the more they talk and the more they're referencing the more I want to watch some other movies. Just I remember that episode or that couple episodes where she was captured and Thrawn was like gone for a little bit. That yeah, is so amazing to me how they're able to tie stuff in like that. <laughs> yeah, and they're referring to Hera and they're referring to uh, Jairus and you know they're referring to all these names that I know yeah. through other projects and just how well Disney has connected dots between every one of their books yep. and movies and everything there's no there's very few uh, empty spots or questions anymore right. so I think I think that puts a bet I won't say it completely puts a bet because I think that people want other you know Darth Plagueis and all this other type of characters to come back Yeah, but they're bringing back old stuff but they're bringing it back with a purpose where it actually fits Right. Yeah, that's kind of amazing. I didn't realize there was a book out there like that. So that's what you're reading currently? Yeah, the Thrawn series. This is actually the third one. And he has quickly eclipsed Vader as my favorite character in the Star Wars <laughs> uh, galaxy. Yeah, he was a longtime favorite, too, because uh, he was in a few of the uh, Timothy Zahn books. I think it was Timothy Zahn. Yeah, Timothy Zahn. He wrote these ones as well. He wrote all three of these. Oh, cool. Okay. So he did He did a trilogy back in the day, you know, back post-Return of the Jedi, but uh, before The Phantom Menace, that long stretch that uh, Star Wars fans known as The Dark Times, yeah. <laughs> where there was nothing but uh, novels, like paperback novels that were released, and that was about it as far as Star Wars content out there. And, uh, yeah, Thrawn was uh, the, the main villain in this trilogy, uh, the Thrawn trilogy. And, uh, and for them, that's one of the gripes that a lot of Star Wars folks had was that, uh, you know, when Disney bought them, they pretty much just excised all of this, all of the other content that was put out before. Um, 
but there was a lot of fan favorites out there, Thrawn included. So for them to bring him back as a character, and now he's been in more novels, he's been on the cartoon. I would love to see him in some form of live action. I don't awesome. think it's completely out of the possibility of seeing either him or the Chisendency, basically his his group, right? somewhere down the lines actually on film. Because they, they went out and said, you know, it's going to be completely separate from what we've seen now. Mm-hmm. But we don't have to see Thrawn so much in an actual movie. But if we see his group that live basically in wild space. Right. We don't know what is beyond where they're at. Only one that really knows is the Emperor, and the Emperor is gone. Yeah. And now Thrawn has actually no connection or no allegiance to anybody now because he had never got along with Vader. Him and Vader were always at each other's throats. <laughs> right. Tarkin's gone. Yeah. Tarkin tried to you know, manipulate him like Tarkin does. And the Emperor is, is dead as far as we know. Right. I go that far. Uh, there was some real deep stuff dive that's going to go into the new movie. We'll leave that be. That's yeah, that's too much of my nerd will be showing. That, that's a whole other show. Yeah. Talking about episode nine is going to be a whole other deal. Yeah, you and I could spend probably an entire episode going through some of the uh, books that are out there because I know you've been a huge fan in the recent years. You've gobbled up uh, quite a few of the, the the books that have come out. Um, but uh, and I'm I'm pretty ignorant to it. It's it's weird because I used to be the Star Wars guy as a kid. And then, you know, fast forward to these days where, where you're the one who's, uh, you know, putting Star Wars Legos together with, with your kids. Oh, yeah, the, the actual action figures and the, the planes. and that's, that, that was born more of a need to find patience yeah. rather than need to build Legos out of Star Wars. Right. I figured I was having such uh, patience issues with my little ones that if I actually bought a Lego set and sat down and followed it step by step, that's the only way you're going to get what you're looking for. Yeah. And I think if I can get through it without any cursing or any throwing across the room, that was a success. In most cases, it is. There you, got, there you guys go. That's a pro tip. Use Learn your force. lesson quick. It gets expensive. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. I, I guarantee. Well, you and I you and I went to a Lego store together, didn't we? Oh, yeah. The one I bought was like 60 bucks. Yeah. Those sets are crazy. It's actually right now, it's on the top of a coffee table, just kind of sitting there as like a one of the pieces and I keep on picking it up and miraculously it hasn't been destroyed yet so but hey it's fun it, like I said it's a pro tip yeah. drop that one up <laughs> exactly um, so you know we kind of went through some of the things that are available on uh, day one you know the entire pretty much the entire Skywalker saga up to this point in addition to Rogue One you're going to have Solo a Star Wars story on there um, and uh, I mean that's the that's the content that's been released in theaters thus far but they're making a, a couple things that are specific to uh, the service, right? I, the, a new show called The Mandalorian that I think Jon Favreau's doing. Yeah, I want to know when the timeline is on that. From what I've heard, this is what I've heard. The Mandalorian actually takes place five years after Return of the Jedi. Oh, so okay. it takes place in that, that, time, that span of time between Return of the Jedi and The Force Awakens, but it's closer to the Return of the Jedi side of things. Okay, so I didn't so, know that. that. That debunks what I was thinking, so... Showrunner is John Favreau, who you guys may know as a director. He's directed uh, the Jungle Book. He directed the first Iron Man, the first two Iron Man movies. He's directed most recently the uh, the live action quote unquote Lion King, which you know kind of got mixed reviews uh, from from you even. Yeah, yeah, was, <laughs> just yeah, one person gave a mixed review. Yeah, um, the only but, one that counts, you know, is one right here. <laughs> that's exactly right. Uh, but. You and I, you've seen the footage of Man- the Mandalorian, right? You read kind of the trailer description. Yeah, I've read it. I've kind of seen pictures. I, I'm, 
I'm trying my best to avoid too much spoilers. Like, for instance, when it comes to uh, Rise of the Skywalker, I, yeah. I've watched one trailer. I'm trying to stay away from it. Yeah. Uh, this one here, it's this one's more in your face right now because it's it's coming it's coming quick. Yeah, and it's going to be available day one, and it's honestly going to be probably the main reason that a lot of folks are signing up for Disney Plus to begin with. But uh, yeah, that's just one of the things that's going to be coming out here. Um, so there's the Mandalorian, who has an all-star cast, by the way. Um, Pedro Pascal, who was in Game of Thrones. Um, you've got uh, the gentleman who played Apollo Creed. Uh, Carl Weathers is actually going to be in this Don't show. Don't throw that towel in. <laughs> <laughs> Don't throw it. Come on, Apollo. Uh, but yeah, he's. Oh, you know what's uh, funny is that I actually watched a little bit of the panel they put on. Uh, it wasn't a Comic-Con, it was before that, um, but the, they had John Favreau out there in the cast, and when Carl Weathers walked out, the whole crowd was just chanting, Apollo, 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 <laughs> and he was like, I want you, I want you, I want you. He, he was eating it up, man. He was having a good time. Well, when's the last time he's had that? You think about it. I mean, uh, it's got to be some time since he's had that type of response to him walking into a room. Yeah, especially from a large crowd. I'm sure he yeah. meets people who are just like, Apollo, oh my God, you know, can I get a picture? But yeah. to get that kind of ovation from a huge crowd like that, yeah, he was eating it up. Yeah, on a side note, though, this is kind of one that completely got brushed under the carpet because I think it was the, inf- the actual news was released prior. Because I think it was at the 20th anniversary of the show, the releasing of the show, the, the Clone Wars. That is... I think, I mean, I'm really looking forward to The Mandalorian, but The Clone Wars is something I am super jazzed about. Yeah, you're uh, leaning a little bit more towards that. I, I hadn't watched The Clone Wars too much, but I know you, you've you seen the entirety of the show, right? Yeah, and I was looking to go back and watch it again, and Netflix pulled it right when me and, uh, me and my uh, son started to get ready to watch it again. We were going to watch it from the beginning all the way through. Uh, yeah, because, I mean, there's characters in there that, I mean, I would argue to say I would put up the Clone Wars series against almost any of the movies. It's high and praise. It's, I mean, it's in my opinion, I think the, the Clone Wars series is written better. Yeah. Than most of the, and most of them, I mean, you probably find your Return of the Jedi or not that one up. How, Empire how is, Strikes Back. Yeah, I mean that's pretty uh, well known as one of the best sequels ever made as far yeah. as movies go. But uh, the Clone Wars, how many seasons did that have initially? Uh, that I I'm not I, I can't say for certain. All I know is it was canceled on television. Yeah. Netflix picked it up for a final season, and they actually had about half a season. Only make maybe seven or eight episodes. Right. But those episodes actually dove into something that I don't even think they realized how important really was, because uh-huh. they went into all of a sudden Yoda is sitting somewhere and he hears Qui Gon Jinn. Ah, uh, no kidding. He, he starts hearing Qui Gon Jinn talking to him. He's like, hold on. We're, we're talking living force here. <laughs> so Qui-Gon actually taught Yoda how to go ahead and become a force ghost. If it wasn't for Qui-Gon, Yoda would never have been a force ghost. Wow. And then he passed that on. So, I, I mean, I'm not sure where they're going to go from there. Are they going to show more of Yoda's, you know, learning of the living force and how he passes that on to Obi-Wan? So Obi- yeah. that's Obi-Wan's mission when he goes to Tatooine, not just to go ahead and protect Luke. Right, but is to actually meditate and learn the living force, so he can then become that force ghost. This this is the final season. They 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 pretty much already said they're wrapping it up. This is it. 
the way that Netflix finished it really didn't give any less closure. Right. The way it ended, so they're actually going to give it a a proper finale. Wow, that's nice. Are they? Do you know if it's just going to be this season available, or they're going to be streaming the the entirety of the series? Uh, oh, on launch the entirety of the series. Oh, nice. Okay. Yeah. Well, I'll finally get the chance to actually sit down and watch it from beginning to actual final end. <laughs> Once they wrap it up, right? Because it's oh, yeah. like they've had three endings to this show. That's right, yeah. Um, but uh, uh, just kind of moving on here from, uh, you know, we don't know much about the Obi-Wan show uh, at this point because the news is still fairly new, and I don't think it's going to be available at launch. It's too soon. Uh, I'm thinking the Obi-Wan probably premieres uh, maybe in a year or so after Disney Plus service actually launches. Disney's um, good at keeping things under wrap, but not that good. Yeah, they're not that good. I can't imagine. Uh, I mean, if you're if you guys if you're not a Star Wars nerd, then I apologize in advance for. Hopefully, you're still listening. But to any of those folks that uh, are into Star Wars and, and you're listening here, you, you know that per the movies, uh, Obi Wan and, and Anakin slash Vader don't see each other for a long, long time. And Obi Wan's main reason, like you said, to learn about the Living Force while he's there, but to also watch over Luke. I'm wondering how much uh, that leaves as far as him having any sort of entertaining adventures <laughs> during that time span. Like, is it just going to be him sitting around his hut, uh, you know, uh, scaring off some well, sand people? If or If they're going with Ewan McGregor, they got to go young Obi-Wan. Right. So that, that would lead me to hope they go back prior. I'm thinking... Now nothing's been confirmed, but I'm thinking it's going to be somewhere in a like a midpoint between the end of Revenge of the Sith and a few years, and maybe like because there's about 19, 20 years between the end of Revenge of the Sith and the beginning of A New Hope, right? Because that's about how old Luke is, and Luke is born at the end of Revenge of the Sith. Um, So I'm thinking it's going to take some place in between where Luke's like a young boy, maybe like you know eight to ten or so. And he's watching him. I don't know this for sure, but this in my head can, and this would make sense because it's been about ten plus years since we've seen Ewan McGregor in the Obi Wan getup, right? So he's he's not going to be anywhere as near looking like Alec Guinness at all. <laughs> We're not quite there, but I think they can age him up enough to where he'll you can kind of squint your eyes and be like, yeah, maybe that's halfway between Revenge of the Sith, Ewan McGregor, and Alec Guinness in A New Hope, maybe. Uh, but that's I don't know. Have you heard anything different where it takes place at a different time? I haven't heard anything. Everything I'm you know thinking of is speculation and hey, this may be cool and uh, yeah. I want to see this. That's more what it is. I want to see this. <laughs> I want to see this storyline or I want to see that storyline. Uh, there's much more where we can actually talk about Star Wars without doing a whole Star Wars episode, which I feel like we've almost done here. No, we yeah we went deep into Star Wars, which I guess is pretty expected because you and I are pretty much mainly excited about that stuff coming to Disney Plus. But I mean, there are going to be other offerings um, on Disney, uh, not the least of which is going to be some Marvel series, which we kind of touched on a few episodes ago. Uh, so we're not going to get deep into them, especially as deep as we went into the Star Wars stuff. But uh, there's going to be the Loki show, of course, which uh, apparently is going to be the Loki that survived Endgame. Uh, just post, as far as time-wise, just post the original Avengers. He just kind of conducted the Battle of New York, lost that fight, and now he's going to be zapping through the cosmos, probably interacting with people and getting stones. and Not getting stoned, but <laughs> grabbing... Infinity Stones. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's the Loki show. Uh, to be determined what that's going to be like. And 
pretty much. Got a lot of questions to answer, though. I mean, when yeah. is Falcon and the Winter Soldier going to take place? Because now Falcon's Captain America. Uh, spoiler right. alert! Yeah, spoiler uh, alert to to a lot of this stuff. Please go else? watch Endgame if you haven't seen it. Yeah, right. If you haven't seen it, I don't know how. Right. But uh, yeah, if you're listening to us, you probably have. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but then there's also WandaVision. I mean, that that timeline's kind of odd. There's a lot of like, okay, we gotta. I need to see now yeah, where exactly. this is all gonna fall out. What do these shows look like? How are they gonna feel? Like, are they gonna be? Is because Marvel is pretty good at having movies that are somewhat different genres. You know how like the Ant Man movies are a bit funnier than you know Captain America Winter Soldier. You know some of them are thrillers, some of them are more comedy. I can't um, say I have. I've never seen the Bug. You never seen the Ant Man movies? Nope, never seen either of them. That, no interest. Uh, slightly more now that I've seen Endgame and Infinity War. I think they're uh, worth it, and I have them in my Fandango library. So if you want to check them out, they're they're there. <laughs> that may be where I have because I have well, and much to your surprise, I have not even seen. Uh... Oh man, I'm blanking on his name. The wizard with Doc- Doctor Doctor Strange. Doctor Strange. Oh, just say it again so we get a clean cut of it. Doctor Strange. You've not seen Doctor Strange either, huh? No, I haven't seen Doctor Strange. Wow. Well, well, you know what? That kind of makes sense, though, because I think those movies kind of came out at a time where you were kind of really leaning away from Marvel because you kind of found them a little redundant and you were just, like, not as entertained as you were. And then, of course, Infinity War and Endgame happened, and you're like, well, (laughs) those are pretty good. I was to the point where they sucked me in for almost ten years. Right. I was like, okay, I've got to ride this out. I got to finish this. I, you can't, I can't not just... watch the season finale. Yeah, I can't cut bait now. I got to figure out see how this happens. And right. Then, much to my surprise, uh, or not not to my surprise, I should say, it was an awesome ending. Yeah. Let's um, see where they go now. Yeah. So as far as the Marvel Marvel related shows, uh, we talked a little bit more about those on a previous podcast. So uh, go listen to that one. Shoot, we got too much to talk about right now. Um, so besides Star Wars, besides Marvel, Disney actually has their own stuff. <laughs> Go right? figure. Disney has their own stuff? <laughs> yeah. Who, who would have thought? I mean, they own all these properties, but uh, there's going to be just a ton of stuff that's going to release, be released and available day one of the service, including... Is there any of this stuff that you're looking forward to seeing maybe for the first time with your daughter? Well, that's a good question. Uh, we already have a lot of stuff, especially the princess-related stuff. You know, she knows Little Mermaid and Tangled by Heart, right? <laughs> she could sing all those songs. Um, I'm taking a look here. I don't know if we've really got into Lady the Tramp. I don't have that one. She might enjoy that. I know they're making a live-action version of that, yeah. specific to Disney+. Plus. Um, but the animated one will be available, too. She's a huge fan of Lilo and Stitch already. Uh, some of these other ones, I think Peter Pan she may be interested in. She knows of Pinocchio somehow. In other words, Grandma's done her job. Yeah, yeah, we already own uh, quite a lot of these, especially the Disney Renaissance era stuff. Uh, but a lot of the classics, like Pinocchio, Peter Pan, um, she she has Sleeping Beauty and Snow White. Oh, Sword of the Stone would kind of be one that's pretty cool. Um, but yeah, there's there, there's some gems out there that she has not watched yet that. You know, and I may not necessarily buy. You know, I don't have a huge, yeah. strong interest to buy Pinocchio, especially you know at the, when they're like at the thirty dollar range. Oh yeah, no, <laughs> uh, absolutely not. But if we could just throw them on streaming on a service that we already pay for, that's seven bucks a month. Uh, heck yeah, we'd love to sit down and watch. You know, Meet the Robinsons or whatever. Yeah, sorting through all this will be uh, 
it'd be a first time watch with my daughter. For yeah. Pretty much all of these. I mean, it's Sleeping Beauties, your Snow Whites, uh, Winnie the Pooh. I mean, what are some titles? What are some titles that grab you that may not necessarily be ones you watch with the kids, but ones that you loved as a kid and you haven't seen in a while? Hercules. Hercules. I, I actually wore that VHS out. Yes, <laughs> I said VHS. Yeah. I wore that one out. I mean, that's the only one that I can really think of on here that was a a must-watch one for me. Everything else here is, I mean, before the kids. Now, I won't say I wouldn't enjoy watching it with them because I've always been a Disney kid. Yeah. But uh, for the most part, I think the kids were like uh, 101 Dalmatians. They love dogs. Oh, yeah. Now, that's, that's, a, that's a tricky one because, I mean, Disney has a, a way of making some really creepy villains. Oh, yeah. Willa DeVille is kind of, she's one of those up there. She's mean. She's scary looking, too. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, like the Fox and the Hound, that's one I've only seen maybe a couple times, so the kids would more like to you know, enjoy watching that. Yeah, I hear you on that. That's got a sad ending, though. I don't know if I'd want to subject him to it yet. Maybe. Maybe they won't understand. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe they'll be fine, and I'll be the one crying. <laughs> yeah. Daddy, what happened to the fox? Um, i tell you which one stands out that uh, I actually loved as a kid, and I, I haven't seen in years, is The Great Mouse Detective. Oh, wow. With the, uh, yeah, it's kind of a it's kind of a deep cut there, but uh, it's basically the mouse version of Sherlock Holmes where this mouse that lives in the same building that the actual Sherlock Holmes lives in, he's also like a little mouse detective, and he's got a uh, chubby little mouse, uh, Watson, and they uh, go after uh, uh, the big rat bad guy, Radigan. Radigan. Uh, yeah, it's all coming back to me now that I see that. But, yeah, it's going to be neat just having all of these different titles available day one just to scroll through and be like, man, I haven't seen that in years, and just throw it on. Now, when I say Winnie the Pooh, I wonder if it's Winnie the Pooh, the adventures of Winnie the Pooh, like the the, like the, the Saturday morning show, because I don't remember a specific Winnie the Pooh movie outside of what they started doing recently. I think in the 60s or 70s, they actually did have a Winnie the Pooh film that they put into theaters, and it was the one that starts just Winnie the Pooh, Winnie the Pooh, and yeah. he's like walking along in a storybook. We actually have it, but... Uh, I won't. Uh, I won't sing to you anymore. But yeah, I think there was a theatrical release. Spare my ears. <laughs> but uh, there's also. I mean, that's a lot of the cartoons. What about some of these live action films? You and I, uh, for whatever reason. I mean, we were kids, but you and I were huge fans of not only the first one or the second one, but all three of the Mighty Ducks films. <laughs> oh, I'm still a fan. I'll still watch. Sit back and watch Knuckle Puck, or yeah. you know, call someone a cake eater. Right. You know, it's not worth winning if you can't win big. That's right. Gordon Bombay and his crew, his ragtag crew of kids. And really, I mean, the, the first movie was just like a, almost a remake of the Bad News Bears from the 70s. Just hockey form, yeah. Yeah, it was just Disney-fied and, and hockey instead of baseball. But you and I love that movie. Oh, yeah, I watched that. I mean, that went as far. I mean, like I said, there was, what, three of them? Yeah. And... I don't think I missed a single one, and I'll still stop this day. If it's on TNT or TBS or, you know, whatever channel it is, I'll stop and watch a bit of it. I mean, they're pretty good movies. I don't they're care. They're terrible they're movies, good. but they're great. <laughs> <laughs> Cake eater. <laughs> um, Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. I Actually, that's one that I love. I loved I loved Rick Moranis, cause I, and I knew him from a young age from Ghostbusters, but uh, 
Wayne Zielinski, the character he plays in Honey, mm-hmm. I Shrunk the Kids, and the special effects that they were able to pull off, it just like blew my, my little kid brain as far as the, uh, you know, how creative it was, just them being, like, how how dangerous your own backyard could be if you're, you know, a centimeter tall. Like, it was just crazy. I love that yeah. movie. And yeah, I hear they're actually going to remake it. Are they going to do it? Okay. Uh, yeah, then for, there's, a, there's, there's a must-watch here for, for me every October. Hocus Pocus. Oh yeah, that that's a must watch. Oh, you're so, right. I, mean, I I enjoyed that one. I'm curious. Uh, I don't remember watching the Haunted Mansion, but then again, I wasn't a person that was going to buy it. Exactly. So if it's there and it's you know that Halloween time frame, I mean that's definitely one we'll stop in and watch. You know what's funny is that uh, for the past I don't know four or five Christmases, I've intended to buy the Santa Claus movies, but They're I just could I just couldn't bring myself to do it. And now they're going to be streaming, and I could just watch all three of them during the uh, well, during Christmas time. The Santa Claus is actually my wife's family tradition. Like oh, Christmas really? Day, they watch the Santa Claus at least once. Kind of like my family is uh, Christmas Story. We watch it till we want to puke. <laughs> right. And it just goes and goes and goes. Mine's is uh, mine's is Christmas Vacation for sure. We're yeah. a little. Oh, you- yeah, that's or, definitely one we got to watch. Yeah, that's that's more of a uh, once the kids go to bed. Exactly. There. There's a little more cursing in that tradition. Just a little bit. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's uh, there's just tons of stuff. I mean, older stuff, newer stuff. Um, like just kind of scanning through here, I saw Saving Mr. Banks, which is a fairly recent movie. Um, that's the one where Tom Hanks played Walt Disney. Um, Secretariat. Wow, just uh, just a ton of stuff, and, and I think there's even going to be stuff like National Treasure. Uh, I don't think that was an official. I can't remember if it was or not, but I don't know if it was an official Disney release. I think it was released via Touchstone Pictures. So Touchstone Pictures was a division of Disney, and they were specifically designed to release. Uh, essentially not kids films like all the other Disney films where they weren't animated they were you know like uh, dramas stuff that adults were into so uh, I'm uh, curious to see if there's going to be more of those types of films uh, yeah, I've seen too. National Treasure 2 Book of Secrets do you see the first one? Uh, yeah down at the very bottom uh, right above part 5 just just says National Treasure okay yeah yeah. Now, I mean I enjoyed both of them I mean they're not great movies for you know any stretch of the imagination but they're fun if you if you let a movie just be a movie and just sit back and just kind of watch it yeah it was fun oh yeah that's the way a lot of these movies are it's like they're you know they may not have been award winners but they they disney puts out stuff that just has a ton of imagination they always have um so it's now, gonna be christopher great to robin was that the most recent one they released with winnie the pooh i think so yeah that one with uh ewan mcgregor obi-wan yeah, now that was fun. I, I watched that. I made a point of seeing that. Yeah, and that was uh, that was definitely enjoyable. Uh, Hook, have you seen Hook? Is Hook going to be on here? Because that's one of my favorites. That's one of my all-time favorites. Speak that that actually is one of uh, Robin Williams' classics. Not necessarily Flubber, but uh, Hook is definitely uh, up there. I don't see it as of now, but uh, I would not think that'd be too far behind. Yeah. Um, so essentially here, as far as, you know, are there some things that we missed? Uh, are there some things that you loved Disney-wise as a kid that you're hoping to see again that you haven't heard whether or not it's going to be on this service? Um, do you plan to pick up Disney Plus as a service when it comes out this 
November, I believe is the time frame they're, they're supposed to release uh, Disney Plus as a service. Um, yeah, if you find something interesting, leave a note for us and maybe we'll kind of recap it and go back and see if there's something that's uh, not not worth listening to or talking about, but it's something that you wanted to hear about and we can kind of look into it for you. Uh, yeah, we're on iTunes now. Leave a comment. Uh, leave a review. Tell us how great we are or how terrible we are. We don't care at this point. We're so new. We'll take any kind of feedback. We yeah, just, just want to hear from you. You, you. you download and you listen, which is that. <laughs> exactly. We got you. We're going in the right direction. <laughs> um, yeah, we stole some of your time at least. So, yeah, leave us yeah. a review. Um, or you'll never get back. <laughs> uh, what do you say? I think that's been a show. Yeah, I think we covered a lot. I mean, it's we started with uh, kid stuff and we ended up with kid stuff. I think that's a pretty much a good synopsis of what our show is. Sure, we made it to the end. All right. Well, Chris, you know what? Uh, until next time, I think uh, I think that's it. I hope you have a great week, and I look forward to joining you again. Okay, listen to Dad and the Rock signing off. Bye-bye.